In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Evans. A beautiful morning out there. Look at it, 69 degrees, sunny. Going to climb up to 84. And as we look ahead, the next three days, about identical. There is mention of some rain on Sunday. Even thunderstorms on Monday. But at this point, the next three days look really quite nice. It's a Wednesday, folks. 13th day of, um, let's see here, what month is this? June? July. July. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott's here, as you know. and uh, Good morning. Good morning. Yesterday we had the uh, memorial service for my wife's passing. And uh, it was a very nice event. Many people attended. I appreciate it. It was nice to see a lot of friends, uh, some that I hadn't seen in a long time. Many family members in, and um, uh, the house was full last night. It was full last evening as we hosted another little sort of spontaneous dinner there. And um, just... um, So, uh, but uh, by noon today, it'll be back to uh, the two dogs and myself, if you know what I mean. Um, Everybody has uh, plans to get back home now and continue on with their lives. So, um, from feast to famine, right? Yes. There's something like that. From lots to little. Lots to little. There we go. We can do that one. Yeah. It was, um, the dogs have been a little bit confused, Hope and Foley, uh, because there's all these people in the house, and they, you know, they like to be with someone. And uh, so I might have one or the other uh, each night with me uh, these last few days, but um, last night they were both with me. It made such a difference, if you know what I mean. Yes. They are very comforting pets, animals, very therapeutic. We had um, a lot of fun conversations, a lot of serious conversations, which is what families do when they get together like that. And um, so let's see here. We have one, two. We've got people flying to California today about midday. We have people flying to Florida about the same time. We have people flying to uh, Vermont. I don't know where all. Um, yeah. Hey, one one thing. Uh, sometimes we mention this, sometimes we don't. I believe at about 10 minutes before the top of the hour, we're going to have an EAS test. 
EAS stands for Emergency Activation System. And it's where you hear those two tones that are, sometimes you get them on your phones even. Um, but it's a, it's an alert, alarm-type tone. And we're running a regional test. So then um, Columbus, the EAS uh, headquarters up there, makes notes of how successful it went and all that sort of thing. But, uh, Scott, you'll have to oversee and make sure I do it right. Yeah, we'll watch for it. Keep an eye out for it. You bet. Well, today is July 13th, and, of course, the year is 2022. Now, um, if you talked about side dishes, like if you go to a restaurant or even at home, what would your most favorite side dish be? Um, I'm going to say a, a baked potato with extra butter okay. and salt or a baked sweet potato with the sugar cinnamon topping with yeah. extra butter. Well, both of those are favorites for me too. Yeah. But when you think about what is the most common side order, at restaurants, I, 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 I'm going to guess it's French fries. And today is National French Fry Day. Yum. Yeah, and isn't it amazing how different each place's French fries can be? Yes, absolutely. And I've not met a French fry that I didn't like. That's true, but there are certainly <laughs> places where I like them more. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'd... today is National French Fry Day. National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Yes, so that four-part harmony. Barbershop quartets yes. and all that sort of thing. Athens used to have a really neat barbershop quartet. Wasn't George involved with that at one point, George Draw? Yes. Yes. George was a basso, a bass. I can but, uh, see that. He had that marvelous deep voice. Yes. And um, George Draw, of course, hosted this show for many years. Mm hmm. And um, it just, just uh, if, if you're a little bit, um, that name's just a little bit. Uh, trying to figure it out. The Draw family, D-R-A-C-H, um, they owned some shoe stores. And they had one that was in Martings, primarily women's shoes. Martings is now where, oh, that... Um, People's Bank? No, no. Well, I guess court. People's is right next to it. Yeah, it is. Five on Court, Five North Court, something like that. Yeah, it was a department store that was uptown. Yep. And, um, and then they had a shoe store on the other side of Court Street, closer to campus, mm -hmm. midway in that block, which um, was, I think they had both men's and women's shoes. Yes, they did. Stanley's. Stanley's, that's right. Stanley's Shoe Store, and they had a similar store in Nelsonville. Mm -hmm. Right. 
think it was uh, started by Stanley Meckham. Metchum. Metchum, is that yes. right? Yes. Okay. You're absolutely right. But uh, George, um, um, after the shoe business, uh, he became one of our uh, early executive directors of our Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we had had a Chamber of Commerce really quite a while before I arrived in town, and I arrived here in, I think, 73. But um, it, it, it was, um, there was an effort to make it become far more active, and George was the first person to be involved in that. John Jones then followed his step, or was it vice versa? Anyway, uh, John Jones, another businessman in Athens who we lost many years ago. I remember going into Stanley's shoe store mm-hmm. and the wooden floor that was in there mm-hmm. and the smell of new shoes, the leather, oh yes, the polish, I mean everything just I can it's it's funny how you can still remember things like that that you saw right. or experienced as a child. And you can still recall the smell and the feel. But George had this special personality. He did. He was always very welcoming. And um, a, a deep, warm voice. And um, he hosted uh, Sentimental Journey and um, even parts of this show Yes, for many years. And another thing I remember about that was the gold inlay in the sidewalk that said Stanley's Shoe Store. No, I I have forgotten that. But, Do you uh, remember that now? Yes. Yeah, it was it was written in uh, cursive writing, and uh, it said Stanley's in cursive, and then Shoe Store in uh, little capital letters right mm-hmm. below that. Sure. And how it lasted there so long, I have no idea. I'm surprised that Someone didn't, maybe at closing time of the bars at 2 o'clock, try to dig up that thing. <laughs> well, but it, 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 was it lasted in, for years. It was um, metallic, it was, yeah. and it was set into the concrete. Very secure, yes. So it would have taken some real doing. Yes, it would have. Probably a jackhammer. That, well, was anyway. really neat. that was neat to reminisce there a little bit. So all of that because Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Yes. It's National Delaware Day. Now, we have to assume they're talking about the state of Delaware. That's correct, yes. But, shucks, we have a Delaware, Ohio. That's pretty cool. Yes, we do. So whatever you choose to make it, that's it. And lastly, National Beans and Franks Day. Yama, yama. There you go. So uh, all of those for today. And as is customary, we now move on to historical events on this date of July 13th. On July 13th in the year 1772, Captain James Cook begins his second voyage aboard the Resolution to the South Seas to search for Terra 
Australia's, which uh, at that point they simply considered the southern continent. Um, in my notes here, there is no word as to whether he was successful or not, but I think um, he was on his first, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. So I guess he did find it yet again. We move on to this date of July 13th, 1832. The source of the Mississippi River discovered by American geographer Henry Schoolcraft. Nineteen forty-three, the greatest tank battle in history ends with Russia's defeat of Germany at Kursk. Almost six thousand tanks took part in this. And uh, here there it goes on to say twenty-nine thousand. I'm sorry, twenty-nine. Okay, 6,000 tanks took part. 2,900 of the German tanks were destroyed. I guess we could assume that Russia won that particular battle. I believe they did, yes. That was a massive annihilation of German tanks. Have you... um, Which was unusual. Have you been able to ever be close to a tank? Yes. I had basic training at Fort Knox when I got drafted. And that was an armor. Um, they primarily taught armor there. Now, I had basic training in NCO Academy and leadership Academy there, but then I got shipped elsewhere for my advanced individual training, right? Um, because I was not an armor person. But we would be, you know, lined up hiking in formation along the road, and these tanks would go by, um, pass you. And the whole ground was shaking, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because they are so heavy and so armored, meaning protected with all sorts of weight of steel. And, you know, wow, they were impressive. Yes. Chuck Jr., my oldest brother, was a tank turret repairman. Oh, really? In uh, the Army, yes. And uh, he rode in many of those things. And Was he at Fort Knox? At, for a while, yes. Okay. I think, as a matter of fact, I think he did basic training there yeah. at Fort Knox. But uh, then he was in uh, Korea for about a year. And uh, he eventually got into carpentry. They found his skill sets not only for mechanical Aptitude was pretty high, but also carpentry was pretty high too. So they you know, I'd sort moved of him forgotten into that. about that. Your your uh, brother 
actually made a few repairs at our home dozens of years ago. Yes, I remember that too. I had forgotten. Yeah, he uh, he's pretty talented when still, it comes to still doing that sort of thing. Oh yes, yeah. not as much, but uh, sure. he he enjoys helping folks, uh, particularly the elderly that, that can't do things themselves. Right. So he actually right. will drive over here to help elderly folks update some things. And when you say drive over here? That's From Chillicothe. Okay, I didn't realize he had, was over there, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, um, now I'm going to need a little help with this one. Okay. Ben <clears throat> Carson, right? Yes. Um, there's a little blurb in here on this on this daily report I bring in here that his over-the-counter smart pill. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, they say triples your memory <laughs> in just a very short period of time, like three or four weeks. Wouldn't that be nice? Now, I find myself all the time wanting to spit out a name of someone about some story I'm telling. And it might be halfway through the story before I, oh, I get the name. You know, I just forget a little detail that is important to me. I'm not sure it's important to the story, but. Well, sure. I mean, it's kind of relative there. Anyway, it finally pops into my head. Now, well, anyway, what's, I th what's this all about? I think that is a, another clickbait oh. that pops up on these screens when you do your searching for the news and historical events, items. Those things pop up like that. But Ben Carson, uh, if you well, remember, he was a former presidential candidate and former uh, U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President Trump. Okay. And he is a, uh, also a surgeon, a brain surgeon. Well, but that I've seen that before too, and I actually <laughs> clicked on it to see what it was, and that that's all it is is clickbait. But what if I mean this guy is well schooled? Sure, he has a medical background. Mm-hmm. Could it be? Well, as I mentioned, it certainly would be nice. Yes, but again, I I don't think that's in existence. It's what it is. It's a a bait to get you to click on yeah, that. I know. And it takes to sell a product. Yep. Well, it takes you to a totally different story. Other yeah. than that. Yeah, which is published in the Neuro Times, and that's that's not a disrespectful. No, it uh, is publication. not. Publication. That's how they attract people to get to their stories. All right. Well, we'll just pass by. It. Yeah, it's that's what it is. It's kind of like an advertisement for you to read about something not even related to Ben Carson's memory meds. Famous birthdays. Here we go. Harrison Ford. I I I don't know as I've seen all of his movies, but I've seen <clears> many <throat> of them, and I don't think I've ever seen him in a role I didn't like. Likewise, yes. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, an American actor. His films have grossed more than $5.4 in North America 
and more than $9.3 billion worldwide, making him the seventh highest grossing actor in North America. And one of my favorite movies he was in was The Fugitive. Yes. Of course, we all know him from the Indiana Jones series. Uh, also, Blade Runner, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the Indiana jo- one of the Indiana Jones series, and also in many Star Wars movies. He was well, one of the, in his younger days, one well, of the uh, actors in those movies. The reason we're mentioning him today is today is his 80th birthday. He certainly doesn't look 80 in his photograph here. No, he's aging very nicely according to the photograph. Okay, the next uh, name. These are birthdays. Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was born on this date in 1821. He died in 1877. Nathan Bedford Forrest was a prominent Confederate Army general during the American Civil War and the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan from 1867 to 1869, before the war, Forrest amassed substantial wealth as a cotton plantation owner, horse and cattle trader, real estate broker, and slave trader. So are we going to say he was kind of a bad guy? Well, d- yeah. I, I mean... Uh, what, 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 the Ku Klux Klan, that was a bad outfit, right? Yes. It was a white supremacist yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, anyway, today would have been his birthday. Okay, this guy, never heard of him, Julius Caesar. Uh, Born on this date in 100 B.C., before Christ, died in 44 B.C. So only lived um, 56 years, something like that. Yes, and we have no picture to look at other than a granite head once oh, again this i have a um more of a portrait yeah. painting no well what would you say that is it looks pretty real uh, yeah looks like a painting to me but okay well anyway julius caesar uh julius caesar transformed rome from a republic to an empire grabbing power Through ambitious political reforms, Julius Caesar was famous not only for his military and political successes, but also for his steamy, steamy relationship with Cleopatra. He led the Roman armies in the Gallic Wars before defeating his political rival Pompey in a civil war and subsequently became uh, dictator of Rome from 49 B.C. until his assassination in 44 B.C. The last birthday we have to mention, and this is not a name I'm familiar with. It's Wohl, that's W-O-L-E, Soyinka, S-O-Y-I-N-K-A. And he is... um, Celebrating, he's alive yet, his 88th birthday. Akinwande Olewole Babatunde Soyinka, known as Wole Soyinka. That didn't sound anything like what I said. (laughs) Is a Nigerian playwright, novelist, poet, 
and essayist in the English language. He was awarded the 1986 Nobel Peace Prize in Literature, the first sub-Saharan African to be honored in that category. He was born into the Yoruba family in Abiokuta. Okay, two famous deaths to mention. Arnold Schoenberg. Um, He was born in 1874, died in 1951. His picture here, he looks very serious. Yes, he certainly does. He was an Austrian, not Australian, Austrian-American composer, music theorist, teacher, writer, and painter. He is widely considered one of the most influential composers of the 20th century. He was associated with the Expressionist movement in German poetry and art and leader of the Second Viennese School. How about that? What was he famous for? Pray tell, you may ask. He created new methods of musical composition involving atonality, namely serialism, and the 12-tone row, which I'm completely lost on those terms. What they mean. You may know them from your music backgrounds. But the thing is, folks, I essentially was a music major. And I don't remember this name, so I'm ashamed. Okay, let's move on. Um, Frida Kahlo, Kahlo, K-A-H-L-O. F-R-I-D-A-K-A-H-L-O. She was born in 1907, died on this date in 1954. Magdalena Carmen Frida Kahlo Calderon was a Mexican painter known for her many portraits, self-portraits, and works inspired by the nature and artifacts of Mexico. Some of her works include, from 1939, The Two Fridas, The Broken Column from 1944, from 1945, Without Hope, and, from 1940, Self-Portrait with Thorn Necklace. Yikes. Forgive me, folks. My mind's a little bit... uh goofy today. Not, not goofy, but... Uh, Maybe a little distracted. Yeah. I was just thinking about <coughs> my um, my grandchilds, the grandchildren that were there for the service yesterday, and one in particular. Brianna's her name. And her mother is from Thailand. And Brianna is as sweet as can be. And I have just loved seeing her. I've loved seeing everyone that came in for this wonderful event. Okay, uh, that just interrupted my thoughts. I'm, I apologize. No, okay, now, Fra- right. Frank Sinatra. He the was chairman cool. of the board. He was cool. Yes. Okay, but did you know that he cut his first record on this day 
and it was a flop. I did know that, yes. Now, what, what are we talking about? What song did he record on this date many years ago, his first recording, and it was a flop? Uh, it was done with the Harry James Orchestra, which with which he was the lead singer for a while. Uh, incidentally, Frank Sinatra was discovered in a local singing club as he was like the main singer there for a while. And then uh, one of the managers or owners there referred him to or told one of the big band leaders at the time about Frank. I'm not sure which one it was. must have been Harry James. Uh, that you need to come down and see this kid, a young Frank Sinatra. So that's what happened uh, is that Harry James, I think it was him, came down to see the kid, Frank Sinatra, and signed him uh, to sing with his band. <clears throat> However, it was with the Harry James band that Sinatra released his first commercial record, called From the Bottom of My Heart in July of that year. No more than 8,000 copies of the record were sold. And for the records released with James through 1939, such as All or Nothing at All, also had weak sales on their initial release. Well, it just shows if you stick with it. <laughs> Look what can happen. Yeah. Yes. What is Wednesday is July 13th. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw something else interesting oh. about Frank Sinatra, if I can share. Sure. There's a question here that said, why did Frank Sinatra carry a roll of dimes? You know, the currency, a dime? Well, kidnappers demanded that all communication be conducted by payphone. So during conversations, Frank Sr. became concerned that he would not have enough coins, <laughs> which prompted him to carry 10 dimes with him at all times for the rest of his life. He was even buried with 10 dimes in his pocket. Have you... Um... What, what what has happened in science that suddenly we're able to see more telescopic stuff? Um, oh, did you see the latest picture? Well, I've seen with a, a big, number of them. big telescope that I, I haven't seen the picture of the telescope. Oh no, I mean the picture it took and that it yes. sent back. Yes. Of all the different galaxies? That's exactly what I'm getting Ah, at. okay. Go for it. Um, you know, we look up there and we'll see a star. But this particular device has the ability to see in the same space where we see maybe one star. It can see hundreds, if not thousands. And it's just amazing, these pictures that they're starting to 
released in the last week or two, maybe before then, but I mean, the public's really become aware of them in the last week or two. And it's some sort of new type of telescope. And if you haven't seen it yet, and you have access to the internet or something like that at your home or on your phone, I suggest you take a look. Search it out. It is absolutely amazing what it is that's out there that we can't see because of the limitations of our eyesight. And the sky is just full of images. Have you seen some of them? Oh, yes. I'm looking at them right now. Have you seen them in color? Uh, I yes. know you've got a black and white picture there. Well, that's because our printer was black and white. Yeah. But have you seen them in color? Yes. Oh, my. Spectacular, aren't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. And some of these... The the light traveling from these images are billions of light years away. This light has been traveling for all that time, and it finally reached. And yet, you know, the, the speed, telescope. The speed of light is one of the fastest things known to man. Yeah, yeah, one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second. Wow, good memory, man. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So to see these pictures, and again, when they're in color, it's even more dramatic. Um, and, and then know that a hundred and eighty-six thousand years ago, that light was first emitted. Oh, it's billions of years ago. The speed is 186,000 miles per second. Well, yeah, I, I, you get where I'm Yeah, I know, I know what you meant. I mean, imagine the speed of light, like the light we're looking at right mm-hmm. now that we see. That's how fast it travels. But imagine billions of years that it this just, light has been traveling. You know, it, it, it brings to mind there's got to be in this universe other places with life with societies with whatever I mean we can't be the only out of the absolutely multitude of trillions and billions of planets that has life, you know? Oh, yeah, I've thought about that, too. That uh, is there another form of life somewhere that's not even in our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy with which we are? But, I mean, now that we've seen these pictures from that James Webb telescope, my goodness, makes you think, doesn't it? Uh, it, Where are the possibilities? The possibilities are endless, really 
I mean, you hear that a lot of times in meteorology or space exploration. And it, it, it does make you think, is there life out there somewhere else? Maybe they're saying the same thing I can't help about but, us. <laughs> I can't help but think there is. And I, I, I suppose that's the general opinion. We don't know. Yes. And maybe in our lifetime, we will never know. But the. By the way, what we're talking about is known as the James Webb with two B's Webb Telescope. Yes. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, that's okay. I was just going to say with, with our limited human capacity of thinking, I mean, we, we can only get so far, even the brightest of individuals on our planet can only fathom thoughts so far that there are things that we may not even be able to imagine. Even those that produce movies that are sci-fi movies, they get some of it, but I'm sure there's lots more out there. Well, um, the, uh, the hearings regarding the, what do they call it, insurrection? Yes. January 6th, um, basically we're talking about, you know, the investigation surrounding the events of storming the U.S. Capitol. They held their sixth public hearing, I'm sorry, their seventh public hearing yesterday, focusing on the role of extremist groups and the degree to which President Donald Trump former President Donald Trump and allies helped coordinate events in advance. Um, in recorded testimony, former White House counsel Peck Cipollone, something like that, said he urged Trump to concede the election, criticizing plans to seize voting machines and have former Vice President Mike Pence refuse to certify the results. The committee also... Oh, folks, I hear that EAS thing about to Yep, go. there it is. It's not coming... All right. Now, let me just um, interrupt what I was saying and talk about that for a minute. Um, the EAS system, you know, this is a radio station. 
In the old days, we had someone here 24 hours a day. These days, that's not always the case. The EAS system will take charge automatically if anything is going wrong or if you need to be warned about something that could go wrong. It can be weather-related, and it can be other things, too. Um, now, we could have aired that at 10, uh, 10, um, 9.50. But since we didn't do it at 9.50, it took charge, right? Two minutes later. Yes. So that's what I'm getting at. Is it? You will get that message regardless of whether there's a staff here in the building or not. And um, whenever you hear those two kind of disturbing tones, <laughs> uh, pay attention. Okay? I'll tell you what, they were loud in my headset. Yeah. I don't know about yours. I had to take my headset off. <laughs> well, anyway, this whole thing about the January 6th insurrection continues. And um, they had their... Uh, what I'd say, the seventh public hearing on it. And uh, I guess it's not over yet. Um, I, th- I think we have a caller. Good morning. Hello. Did my phone, where's my phone now? Is it over here or not? Uh, I think it's gone anyway. Okay. The light's out. Well, then let's go to this one here. Good morning. There, you got me. Um, that's not showing up on FM, though. Yeah, they do it at a different time. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, I didn't know that. Oh, I know what you're saying. You're listening to WATH on FM. Right. <coughs> well, we did hear it because you put it up next to your speaker or whatever. We heard a little bit of something, but okay. it's not as blasting as it is on AM. I switched. I'll have our engineers check. Oh, thanks a lot. And I uh, keep telling us about your uh, thing yesterday. I like hearing it. Okay. Well, you there's do, you do a nice job. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Um. Well, I guess I could. Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask you too when you talked about people traveling. Uh, was there anyone traveling overseas that you we were aware of? We um, had two videos. Um, I guess one wasn't overseas. One was from Sacramento. But we we had one of our students who had been uh, with us from Germany sent a very nice thing. Now, as I understand it, this uh, this whole service is available on First Presbyterian's website. Or somewhere where they store all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Podcast or yes. stream. Yes. And so you can watch it at any time. In theory, ancestors could watch it years from now. Um, I, of course, will get a copy of it for my own purposes to save. But the comments from the, um, the students that we've hosted... 
and there were only several, but they've all been of similar nature, even if just just telephone calls saying how sad they were. Um, really, really um, hit your heart good yesterday during the service. And uh, but did anybody travel from overseas? Um, there were two that had hoped to, but it just didn't work out. Um, so I guess the answer is no. We have about 60 seconds left. What are we missing that we should mention? Oh, the Uvalde thing. Uh, okay. Remember this school shooting in Uvalde? Oh, yes. Uh, they finally yesterday, I guess, released the video. And what is it? 90 minutes of stuff? Something like that. It was um, a newspaper that released it, wasn't it? Well, they first got a hold of it, yes. Anyway, it's it's disturbing, for sure. And if you were a parent of a child who had been involved in that, or worse yet, was killed in it, uh, that would be very difficult to watch. It, no doubt. It was somewhat difficult for me to watch. I didn't have the time to do all of it. But I caught just a glimpse or two. I intend to watch it maybe this evening. But, um, you know, there's there's criticism. Did the law enforcement react as they should? Folks, when you're going through something like that, it's new to you every time. Who knows? In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The government confirms consumers are getting hammered with high prices. Five of the six main food groups up by double digits. CBS's Sarah Ewell Weiss on this morning's report from the Labor Department that shows inflation has hit a new 41-year high, soaring 9.1% in June over the year before. And it wasn't just the cost of a meal. Gas prices and shelter factored in as well. And while fuel prices have begun to ease... One thing that I don't believe will come down, and experts are saying shouldn't be coming down anytime soon, is the cost of housing. Maybe it'll level off, but not going to go down again. Economists expect record inflation will lead to another big interest rate hike this month. Some parents who watched horrifying video of the Uvalde, Texas school massacre are furious. It was released before they were scheduled to see it in private this weekend. Berlinda Ariola's grandchild was among the 21 killed. Whoever leaked that video, I pray that you never, never have to deal with what all the parents, the grandparents, the siblings, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins are dealing with. Shame on you. Ariola is joining other families marching in Washington today. Correspondent Linda Kenyon is there. President Biden has signed into law a bipartisan gun control bill. But organizers of today's rally say that bill didn't go far enough. 
They're calling for more action on background checks and a ban on assault weapons. President Biden arrived in Jerusalem this morning to begin a four-day visit to the Middle East. First item on his agenda, a close-up look at Israel's anti-missile defense systems. We have reaffirmed 